Hi, I'm Patrick Kagan, your host for Sales Hindsights, a conversation that combines my 30 plus years of experience with the expertise of my guests. And trust me, all of them will amaze you. Now, it's been said that hindsight is 2020 vision. So, my guests and I are charged with answering one thing for you knowing what we know now, what best practices and takeaways have the last 30 years in sales, sales management, executive leadership, and entrepreneurship provided to us that you can take with you. So enjoy the listen as we poversate for your growth. So thank you for tuning into our podcast, Sales Hindsights. Just by tuning in, you are already getting ahead in the process of self-improvement. Now, during our conversation, you'll discover that we make sales make sense. And we go beyond that. We tackle issues dealing with management, leadership, team building, self-confidence, entrepreneurship, and yep, life itself. So our goal will be to make it all make sense. And we do it with a very practical and easy to understand approach. And we give you those nuggets you get to carry with you each day. And when life throws a challenge your way, you'll know exactly what to do because you can reach down in your pocket, pull out that nugget, and you'll know what to do. You're going to find that you like what you hear when you're listening to our podcast. And when you do, I want you to go to our website, pksolutionsgroup.com, for all the resources you will ever need to become the best version of your own professional self. You'll also find a link to my calendar in the podcast show description. Use that right away. Set up your own professional coaching time with me. It's free, and the value you get from my free is invaluable. So do it today and do it for you. And finally, thank you for all the likes, shares, and follows. It makes a huge difference and allows us to continue bringing you great content and great guests. And today, we want to jump into a topic um, that I came across in the course of a project I recently, recently consulted on. It really comes down to why sales managers fail. So why do you think sales managers fail? What if I told you it's because they choose to. Now, let me explain that. Nobody, of course, would set out to fail on purpose, but sales managers do actually make the choice to fail. This, this consulting project I began working on started with suffering through the great resignation, and the sales manager hired me because they wanted to have a rebound. They wanted to rehire additional salespeople, and they wanted to really, air quotes, create some change. Now, what they found when they attempted things on their own was they had no luck hiring people. And that's when they decided to bring me in to see what I could do. And so I talked to them about their choice of words. I want to create some change is what I was told. And when I had them explain that, they said, we want to change the culture. We want to change the compensation. We want to change the output. We want to change everything that happens with our customers, the great customer experience. All of it sounds great. I talked to some of their employees and I talked to them and I've done this for over 30 years. So I had an idea, but I came back with a finding from their own employees and from our experience. The number one thing people hate more than public speaking is they hate change. And yet this manager wants to create change. So I, I sat back and we started discussing what got them into the situation in the first place. Was it simply a mandated work from home pandemic? outcome? 
what got them there. So I asked them, what did you expect when you hired your employees? And they said, well, we expect that we're going to give them a really good compensation plan. We're going to pay them well, give them an opportunity to earn some really good commissions. We have some of the best products in the industry. We have a very stable company, stable work environment. We're leaders in the industry, all the right things. It sounds good. And what do you expect from the employees? And they said, well, we expect them to stay at their job, not leave like they did. We expect them to excel in their sales and we expect them to help grow our business, our bottom line. So I asked them now prior to any stay at home mandate, what did you expect from your employees? And the same thing, they, they didn't have different expectations. And I asked them what were their results that they got prior to any stay at home mandate. And they got basically the same types of results year over year. You know, they would range from five to 12% top line growth, um, some pretty steady bottom line growth. Um, and they just hadn't seen the mass exodus of employees that they saw or the struggle they had in rehiring. But their expectations weren't different. They just had people who didn't quit as quickly, they were saying, and didn't come back in the droves that they wanted. So that was really important in the conversation. And then I simply asked them, what did your employees expect? You expected that you're going to have this uh, stable company with good pay, fair uh, and exciting incentive program or commissions, stable company, you're a leader in the industry. What did the employees expect when they came on board? Dead silence. They had no idea what their employees expected. So I asked them this. I said, what if I told you that the employees expected to be invested in personally and professionally? And they took offense to that. They said, we did invest in them. We gave them phenomenal, better than average pay for our industry and a compensation plan or a commission plan that rewards, you know, over and above performance. And I said, well, let's hold on here. What if I told you that the investment that they wanted personally and professionally had nothing to do with money? That led to a great conversation. So here's the thing. Chances are these employees are not going to be employees for life. No employee is. There's going to be at least three to five jobs, career paths, industries that folks go through in their careers as they move from their 20s to their 30s to their 40s to their 50s and so on. So their expectations have to do with their skill set. And when the employer is talking about creating change, this opened up the idea to creating culture change. Culture change meaning let me invest in skills that make you the best in your profession even though you're most likely going to leave me and my company somewhere down the road. So we dug in. And what we dug in on was a couple of really specific things. I asked the employer, do you have an onboarding process? They said, no, we, don't, we can't afford an onboarding process. That's really gone by the wayside. They're not alone. Most companies in America go through that process of getting rid of the onboarding. So what happens? Employees then... I guess, learn on the job. They, they learn from the others around them. They pay attention to what is and isn't protocol in the office or with customers. Now, if you think about that, that's like raising a child and saying that you have questions about the facts of life and you have expectations that I, as your leader, will explain those facts of life to you. But instead, I'll choose to say, go hang around with the older kids by the locker room. You'll figure things out on your own. 
probably not going to lead to the outcome you would hope having some control over a very critical time in that person's development. Same thing goes professionally and with salespeople. There is an expectation to be onboarded, and it's more than just learning your products and your features and your benefits. I asked them, do you invest in your team? And they said, yeah, we invest in our team. We do things like company happy hour. We look at doing things like, you know, uh, casual Fridays every day as opposed to Fridays only. People can bring their dogs to work. So we're taking care of their mental wellness. We have summer hours rotating throughout the year. So no longer summer hours. And I said, that's what you call investing in your team. That's good. Here's my question. When we talk about culture and investing in their skills for a lifetime, what was the last professional development opportunity you presented to your team? We had crickets. We had silence. There was nothing that they could think of. I said, okay, when was your last training seminar? You don't onboard. How do you train your sales force? Do you have advanced training? Do you have a a train the trainer program? We don't have any of that. When's the last time you sent your team to a professional development seminar and had them come back and teach what they learned to the rest of the team? We don't do that. When's the last time you cross-trained in different areas of the company? We don't do that. Have you even bought them a book to read and discuss the book about their profession? We don't do that. I said, okay, so this is what employees expect when they're talking about investing in them personally and professionally. They want to be developed They want to be challenged. Look, I sell a sales book. It's called Sell the Difference. And I would love if everyone in sales bought this book. It pays for itself almost immediately and it pays for itself throughout a lifetime. The whole premise of the book is to make you a better salesperson and to experience the co-elevation of the sales professional and the buying professional. They'll make a lot more money. They'll get the challenge they need and they'll make the organization stronger. But this isn't about my book. It's just the fact that There are so many development resources out there. There's personal consulting. There's podcasts. There's professional consulting. There are books you can buy. There are seminars you can attend. And this is what your sales team wants. And guess what? Somebody else's employee now will be your employee down the road. You better hope they come to you having been professionally developed. I asked them, do you involve your team in developing, implementing, and measuring strategy? and its outcomes. And they don't. What they did was they assigned basically quotas or expectations year after year and expected sales folks who are not onboarded, not developed after they've been hired to go get those expectations. So it seems like it's pretty obvious. You need to invest in your in your staff, develop their skill set if you're going to do things like raise their quota or raise their expectations. It shouldn't just be by default, you get a, you get an increase in your expectations this year. Salespeople don't look at that and go, gosh, that's great. So my quota just went up 30%. So if I write my quota, I just wrote myself a raise. Salespeople don't do that. They feel deflated if they haven't been developed. So would you rather deflate your sales force and increase the expectations or develop them and make them feel like they can master those expectations? So that's an important thing to realize is that you can raise their expectations and their quota and involve them in the strategy, not only of their sales, but of the direction of the company. But 
It takes something on your part as a sales leader. You need to invest in their development. So get them the seminars, get them the books, get the consultant, get the presentations, and do this on a regular basis. This should, People have a budget for marketing or for advertising. They don't budget often for their own sales force development. And that's what you really need to do. So here's my little sales checkup list. And I want you to think about if this is you and how healthy your team is. Imagine if you went to a doctor and you see their diploma on the wall and it comes from a very highly recognized accredited university. And you notice that doctor's diploma came 15 years ago or maybe 20 years ago and they've done nothing to develop themselves since. How confident are you that that doctor is going to accurately diagnose whatever your situation is and accurately and correctly take care of it for you? Now imagine that analogy if it is your customers who are the most important in your business world and they see a salesperson come through the door who the last time they were trained or developed was maybe in college and maybe there was a course dedicated to advanced selling by a professor who is teaching about sales, not necessarily doing sales, and they never got developed beyond your company's features and benefits of the products they sell. Imagine how that customer feels. Now imagine how your salespeople feel when they have managers who also have not developed or been developed. And don't wait for the company to do this for you, by the way, manager, or you, by the way, salesperson. Take it upon yourself. Buy your own book. Enroll in your own seminar. Hire your own consultant. But get better and be prepared for the day when you can demand more because you're worth more because you are more. But give the confidence to the audience that you speak that you have been developed, ongoing and regular, at being a professional salesperson. And the last thing I'll ask you in your checklist of, of your own business health, as a leader, as a boss, how much different are you than every other boss this person has had in their sales career? Or how much different is your business than every other business out there? What you have to do is you have to think about how are you demonstrating you are different. How do you demonstrate the differences? Differences aren't things you speak about. They're what you do. They're who you are. And the question that should keep you awake at night as a sales leader is what keeps my salespeople from leaving me versus what keeps my salespeople from leaving me for now? So I'll leave you with this thought. Sales managers fail because they choose to fail. Failure is a choice Change is a choice. Invest in your people, grow them to a higher level, and you'll watch your results grow and you'll see the great resignation turn itself around and you will have created the change you wanted because the change will have come from within you and then within your salespeople. And then you'll notice that your environment created a new culture. So that's it for this time. I hope you enjoyed listening to the conversation as much as I enjoyed participating in it. Every person, every business needs some help. Take the first step in your own world. Go to the show description, use the link to my calendar, and set up your own one-on-one -on -one time with me, or go to pksolutionsgroup.com for all your bonus resources. We all have choices. 
And I'm here waiting when you finally choose a different way, a better way. Until then, let me leave you with some wisdom from one of my favorite musical groups, Rascal Flats. Simply put, my wish for you is that your life becomes all that you want it to be.